All right. Well, let's have an opening prayer here. Uh, Lord, thank you so much. Um, we come to before you today with worship and, and hope. Hope for your blessings in this new year. And we live in hope for your return. Lord, we humble ourselves before you, before your great throne this morning. Please teach us the value uh, the, of fasting as we look to you for our future. We love you and we lift up your name above all other names. In Jesus' name, amen. So fasting. Um, who here has ever fasted before? Okay. One, two, three, four. All right, great. Uh, anybody fasted in this past year? Okay. Good. Well, we'll have to <laughs> come to you for some guidance there, right? Um, anybody feeling overwhelmed or, um, you know, just like, uh, life's, life's a little challenging right now? Sometimes, right? Depends on the day and the hour. Well, one of the things I'd like to look at is fasting. Uh, the reason that this concept came up is that um, Harvest Time, uh, Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, and South, and Oliva, uh, we're fasting for 40 days. And we've done this for the past several years. And some of the things that we'll do is we'll come together in corporate worship on, uh, periodically throughout those 40 days and uh, just kind of preparing our hearts and our minds uh, for, for what the Lord will do this year. Um, uh, you know, our past messages, one of them I had on, on prayer and the power of prayer and how our prayers are elevated through the, into the throne room of God and Jesus is hearing these prayers and translating these prayers uh, to God the Father. And then God the Father speaks back to Jesus and Jesus then calls upon the angelic, angelic beings there to come and fulfill those prayers. But, oops, let me try that down here. But one of the things that I think we underutilize in the Christian church is fasting. Uh, not only is it a tool to get closer to God, to humble ourselves before God and give us a reason to concentrate on God, it's also a commandment. There's so many verses in the Bible that talk about fasting. Fasting means to abstain, um, and most commonly we're abstaining from food for a given period of time. We see instances in the Bible where someone fasts for a meal, or Jesus fasted 40 days in the wilderness when Satan was tempting him and saying, hey, I'll give you the entire world here um, if you uh, bow down to me instead of God the Father. Um, and Jesus was fasting during that time to give him the spiritual energy and that connection with God the Father to resist that temptation. So at the beginning of the new year, as I mentioned, a lot of churches call for some type of fast or corporate fast to prepare our hearts. Um, so I'd like you to consider either a per per personal fast um, or even a corporate fast. And what would that look like? And we maybe can talk about some of those things today. One of the 250 verses uh, that mentions fasting is in Joel 2.12, which says, Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. So, so often, uh, you know, the, the act of fasting happens throughout the Bible. But there's like five things in this, this verse that kind of st stood out to me here. Fasting is to coincide with humbling ourselves before God, is the first one that I saw there. The physical pain of not eating is meant to mirror our spiritual need uh, our, uh, of, of not being with God or close to God. 
The significance of fasting is not the food we give up, but our hearts. God wants, the, he's concerned about the condition of our hearts. The thing fasted is to be replaced and returned or drawn near to God. So whatever we're fasting, the whole purpose of it is, okay, now that we're giving up this thing, how can we use that time or that energy or that resources to get closer to God? Sorry about the mic today. We should have a real expectation of God's provision, grace, and his mercy while we fast. So the purpose of Christian fasting is to awake a greater hunger for God than we would have for food or other things that we're giving up. As believers, we want to be hungry for God, and fasting interprets our satisfaction with physical things. So we're giving up that physical thing so that we can be satisfied in God alone. There's a quote here that I found is, Christian fasting at its root is the hunger or homesickness for God. So let's just take a couple ver- look at a couple verses with Jesus and fasting. In Luke uh, 4, 1, when Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil, and in those days he ate nothing, and afterwards, when they had ended, he was hungry. Uh, I suppose 40 days would probably do it. Uh, so what... So we see that Jesus fasted. If he had a fast when he was here on earth as a son of God, how much more do we need to fast uh, when we're tempted or we're being uh, some challenge in our life? Matthew nine fourteen. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast so often, but your disciples do not? And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of a bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. So what Jesus is saying is like, hey, I'm here. You know, it's time to celebrate. It's, it's not time to, you know, uh, it's, it's time to learn from me and to be, uh, live that life with me. But he's saying that when I leave, you guys are going to need more spiritual strength. Not only the helper, the Holy Spirit, we have to plug into, but also the fasting, which is the, that opportunity to get closer to God. Um, so we're supposed to be waiting, or we're supposed to be periodically fasting as we're waiting on the second coming of Jesus. So how do we fast, and what kind of what is the whole fast thing here? Well, the first thing is, if you've never fasted before, start with something small. Um, Maybe instead of trying to fast for a whole week of no food, which would be pretty dramatic, maybe instead try to fast for a meal. Or uh, I remember my first fast was for 24 hours. Um, you know, and that was a big deal in my 20s. It's like, whoa, you know, I'm used to eating. I'm used to satisfying the hunger here. And, uh, you know, so that was a challenge. And, it was, and then what we did in corporate, um, in corporate as everyone's doing a personal fast, we'd come together every night for a prayer service at the end of each day. And one of the, th- the things that you can fast, instead of just fasting for an entire meal, if that seems a little um, daunting, or maybe you're on medication that requires food, is a, a liquid fast. Um, and so the first time I did a liquid fast of 24 hours. So, um, you know, nutritional things like V8s and orange juices and other juices and things like that. I remember at my desk having that all lined up there, and I'm like, I'm not going to eat any hamburger for lunch today, but when I get a little peckish, I'll, I'll have a V8 here. And, but even at 
at doing like that, you know, it's a sacrifice and it's just something that's out of the ordinary and kind of breaks up that, uh, that um, routine that we go through each and every day. And then in the back of my mind is, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Oh, that's right. I want to, I'm drawing closer to God today. And, uh, and then tonight we come together and celebrate as a church um, of, of the fast and, and seek uh, God's face. Um, another type of fast is in Daniel 3, uh, 10, 3. Daniel, uh, when he was seeking the Lord under his uh, dire situation, he ate no meat or cho- choice foods for three weeks. So maybe there's something unique in your diet that you have often and you're like, hmm, uh, I'm going to sacrifice and give that up for a, a period of time. Um, and, and during that time, uh, I will seek the Lord. Uh, a, lot, a, lot of, uh, a lot of ministers and pastors, yes, they're looking at a fast and what's the, the essence of a fast. They mention things about fasting for things other than food. You know, back 2,000 years ago, you know, food was probably the biggest uh, reward of the day. They didn't have Netflix at home and uh, YouTube and Facebook and all these things that just steal our time and our energy and our concentration uh, from God. You know, at the end of the day, you know, they had their candles or their lanterns sitting there (laughs) in their dark houses and, you know, or read a book or uh, play a a simple game or whatever they had. Um, We have so much more. Uh, that we kind of depend on each day, and there's opportunities to fast from those things as well. Some of those ideas uh, of things to fast is maybe our smartphone. Maybe we find that we're just constantly on there, our smartphones all the time. You know, is it if 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 there was an emergency where people need to get a hold of us, can we turn it off for a while, or can we delete one of our apps, maybe Facebook or Instagram or whatever we spend countless hours on? Uh, can we delete one of those for a week or two and, and just say, hey, Lord, all those umpteen hours that I spent doing those things, I'm going to do some other uh, things instead, and we'll talk about that in a sec. Maybe it's sleep, getting up that extra hour early uh, for a week and then reading your word and then allowing that Holy Spirit to minister to you and uh, praying for those things uh, that the Lord puts upon your heart. Maybe it's an addiction that you have. Um, maybe it's cigarettes, alcohol, uh, caffeine, that cup of joe every morning. Uh, maybe that's, it's time to say, you know what, I'm going to give that up for X number of days. And uh, when, when I get the, you know, when I need to get that caffeine shake or whatever the case may be, that's my opportunity to pray or uh, to thank, thank God for something that's in your life that is, that is good. The abstinence of things isn't the end of a fast, but it's the means and the goals of humbling ourselves and giving that space to God in our, our, for, in our lives. It could be something as simple as prayer, Bible reading, worship, or acts of service. Maybe the Lord's put something on your heart for a while that, hey, I, I need to go and help my brother or sister do something, and um, you've freed up X number of hours because you're not Facebooking that day. Maybe that's the day you go and uh, serve the Lord and, and serve your, uh, the body of Christ. So one of the things that you want to do is, no matter what you, you decide to give up, if it's food or meal or a specific choice food, or if it's some of those other electronics or um, media or you know, entertainment, uh, plan what you're going to do instead you know, type thing. With the money that you're saving or the time that you're saving. Um, you know, so if you're fasting from eating out, uh, type thing, maybe you take that time and pray and give that money to a family in need, that $15 lunch 
you know, you know somebody else that's in need, give that $15 that day to that, those individuals. Let them know that God loves them, right? We can encourage other people. Fasting in secular music, maybe you love country music, you're listening to it all the time, but maybe that week of fast you decide, no, instead I'm going to listen to the Christian music or some type of uh, iPod, Christian iPod that you can listen to. Um, have a plan. You know, think, uh, think uh, family, church, missionaries, the lost, uh, for a move from God. You know, that's the purpose of fasting, is, is to draw closer to God. And then also consider how that fasting is going to affect other people. Um, it's pretty, you know, if you're fasting, especially if you're fasting from food, it's pretty easy to get grumpy, right? And have that forlorn look on your face or telling people, oh, I'm fasting today. It's, you know, I'm not eating today. It's pretty, uh, you know, <laughs> horrible experience or whatever the experience is. Um, you know, the, the Bible encourages us to fast and, and, and uh, keep a happy face. You know, don't, don't let on that we're fasting. Uh, it's supposed to be kept in secret between you and God, and you're taking that opportunity just to draw closer to God on it. Um, you know, if you don't have fasting, if, if, if you don't um, decide on something that you're going to do for God when you're sacrificing that thing, it's not a Christian fast, it's just going hungry, right? We want to make sure that it, it, it benefits uh, the, the kingdom and benefits our spirit uh, in the Lord. So some fasting outcomes, uh, you know, just grabbing a handful of verses here, uh, just to kind of tie that into the scripture today, is seek the will of our Father, you know, or the Holy Spirit. I found in Acts 13, 2 and 3, um, as, they laid, uh, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. That's, that's one of the interesting verses. I'm like, oh, and the Holy Spirit said. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. I know the Holy Spirit speaks to my heart at times and lays those ideas in your mind as you're seeking the Lord. Um, it's like, oh, yeah, I better do this, you know, type thing. You can tell it's the Holy Spirit and not necessarily your own, your own soul communicating to you. Um, for humility, on Psalms 35, 13, but as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled myself with fasting, and my prayers would return to my own heart. Um, so there are a lot of times, um, you know, fasting is, is a way of being humble before the Lord. And, you know, when, when you're humble before the Lord, there's scriptures that say, and he will lift you up, right? So give him an opportunity to lift you up by humbling yourself through fasting. Uh, for freedom, Isaiah 58, 6. This is not the fast I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. So if you feel in bondage to something, you know, that's a great thing to fast for. Uh, maybe there's something going in your family life or uh, that you know of a close friend that's going through it. And Lord, I'm going to fast, I'm going to humble myself, I'm going to pray, I'm going to take this time and I'm going to sacrifice. And I'm going to look to you for the great things that you're going to do through this. For protection, then I proclaimed a fast there at the river Ahava, that we might humble ourselves before God to seek from him the right way for us and our little ones and all of our possessions. So if you need some protection or direction in your life, that's a great thing to fast for.
confession of sins in Nehemiah 9. Now on the 24th day of the month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting and sackcloth and dust on their heads. And then those of the Israelite lineage separated themselves from all the foreigners, and they stood and confessed their sins and their iniquities of their fathers. That would have been a pretty powerful scene, uh, corporately coming together to confess your sins, repent back, uh, turn back to God. For deliverance, in Daniel 9.3, Then I set my face towards the Lord uh, God to make requests by prayer and supplication with fa fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. When I hear this sackcloth and ashes, I, it reminds me of a, that instance in Job after, after he lost everything. He went out into his gravel driveway or wherever it was, it was all dusty, and he just sat down, Indian style, kind of curled up, and took the dust and dumped it on his head and says, I'm worth nothing, Lord. <laughs> you know, I've lost everything, and just completely humbled himself in front of the Lord. And if you read the rest of Job, you'll see what, how God um, raised him back up again. Um, and uh, one, two more here. For God's power to be released, Matthew 17, 21. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And this is in reference of, you know, it was common for Jesus and the disciples to cast out demons. And we talked about in the world uh, sermons a couple months ago that um, it, the book of Daniel shows us that there's these spiritual princesses that rule over the different world. And in the book of John, Jesus says, I saw, in essence, Satan being thrown down to the earth. And if you look at early man and the giants and the Nephilim and all those things, and you add that all up, there was, there was, um, there was a situation where, um, you know, there is the demonic realm here on earth and their influences over us. And, that, and they're there to... Um, to test the will of man, you know, to test that free will, uh, to give us a choice between God and his light and his love, or ourselves and uh, the rebellion against God. So um, sometimes we need to fast uh, to, to really uh, plug into God enough to do, be able to do those things um, through the Spirit um, that, that uh, we're called to do. And the last one is to serve God. In Luke 2.37, this woman was a widow about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers day and night. So here's this beautiful lady, 84 years old, that's um, just at the temple each day at the church, and she's fasting and praying uh, each day. I can't imagine uh, the amount of power that this individual released into the world with her fasting and prayers. Because uh, God will definitely honor that. I, I met uh, one uh, lady that fit that description at um, at Living Waters uh, Assembly of God over in New London, and she was a prayer warrior. She was there all the time praying, and some of her her sons um, at the time they were going through some trouble and tribulation in their early part of their lives, um, but through all those years of prayer. Every one of her sons in, uh, got into ministries and have these wonderful Christian ministries that are impacting literally thousands of people around the world. And the prayer of a righteousness avails much. Uh, so never doubt those prayers that you just feel like you're just speaking to the universe. If it's spoken with a heart of humility and love for God, um, anything is possible. So some of the outcome of fasting, you know, the, wouldn't it be great if we, we experienced personal revival this year? 
you know, where we're not just coming to church and going through the routines and stuff like that, that we really are excited for what God is going to do, despite what the enemy is advancing in the world as the light and the dark uh, get become more in contrast. Um, you know, it might get you into the Holy Scriptures more. It says read the more words and finding new insights that you never knew about the Word before and about God's, uh, the kingdom of God. It could be increase of prayer, which will, you know, exponentially pay dividends uh, for the, you and for the kingdom. Time set aside to remain close to God and uh, in his strength. Um, it, might, it might even invoke uh, some ideas, maybe some event for church. Like, like that 40-day fast uh, that we're all, we're all fasting over something, you know, up, up there at harvest time. But maybe it's a, something where we say, hey, let's take 24 hours uh, from Friday at 6 o'clock to Saturday at 6 o'clock, and then after 6, we'll have a big party. We'll bring in pizzas and, and games and everything else, and maybe everyone take an hour or two hours during that 24 hours to come in here and set up a, a, an area uh, that you can just pray um, and fast um, over something or for the church, uh, for the growth of, of the church here in Whitehall. Um, get in alignment with God's definition of healthy relationships. Maybe you, either you or you know someone that just is in a really unhealthy relationship. Whatever that is, it's not you know, as defined in, in, in the Bible uh, relationship. Maybe it's that opportunity to get that repaired and get on a track that's uh, healthier for you and for that other individual. Married couples, maybe it's uh, starting a devotion together, um, you know, a daily devotion together to draw closer to God and to your, to your spouse. Maybe it's reading a few Christian books that will put you on a new path this year. The thing, other things you can uh, sacrifice is uh, the Green Bay Packers. You know, up until a couple weeks ago, that was not a sacrifice at all. But now that they, you know, they might be getting into the playoffs or whatever, uh, it might be a little sacrifice. Again, that alcohol or cigarettes, that would be a great thing to fast for a while. Uh, chocolates or sweets, uh, you know, a couple meals a week. Fasting reduces the influence of our self-will and invites the Holy Spirit to do more intense work in us. So if you want God to do more intense work in you and, and remove barriers that's keeping you from that joy and that, joy and that peace that he promises us in his word, Use, you know, plug into fasting. Use that as an additional tool to prayer to, uh, for our spiritual walk. So in conclusion, you know, each day we pursue, uh, we're in pursuit of things that satisfy our appetites. And the time and energy to, confil, uh, com, uh, to fulfill these things. Fasting gives us an opportunity um, to, to spend time with God and instead of the pursuit of those things that, that satisfy us. Prayer, I uh, found this quote, prayer is reaching out after the unseen, but fasting is letting go of all that is seen and temporal. Uh, fasting helps us express, deepen, and confirm the resolution that we are ready to sacrifice anything, even ourselves, to obtain what we seek from the kingdom of God. It's a pretty intense, it's an intense thing. Um, so the question is today uh, that I leave you, and I would like you to think about uh, both personally and as a corporate body, is, you know, do you think you want to fast um, here sometime in January? And if so, what would that fast look like? Um, and have fun with it. You know, I mean, it's, 
it's a unique experience. Uh, you know, sometimes that initial hunger kind of goes away. And it's as your, your spirit, the Holy Spirit kind of fills you up during that course of that fast as you plug it into God more. You'll notice there's some, some strength there that you might have never noticed before. Um, so I encourage you all to fast. And if you want a great new year, you know, maybe add uh, some fasting into your uh, time this year. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, give us strength and determination to draw closer to you. Lord, thank you for this concept of a fast. And thank you also that you are so willing to answer our prayers. Lord, uh, we just ask for your, your spiritual discernment and direction in our lives and in our, in our church body here, Lord. So that, uh, Lord, your kingdom will grow here in Whitehall and, and uh, you will be advanced um, and your, your will will be advanced upon this world. Lord, We love you so much. Lord, we invite you into our lives and, Lord, we just want to give you all our, our love and praise this morning and in Jesus' name. And in benediction, um, Matthew 6, 17, it states, but, when you, but you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to, be, uh, to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in a secret place and your Father who sees you in secretly will reward you openly. So it, it is, uh, it's an indication there that we should be fasting on occasion and that God will reward us openly if we are faithful to draw close to him. Have a great week, everyone. Love you guys. And uh, if you need anything, just let me know. Or if you need any prayers.